right. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 49 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. We are back in my kitchen for the second week in a row. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take. Or just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. I'm getting ahead of myself. And our email address is Hot Take from the Kitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And we have no emails, so I guess. And our guest tonight is Brett Miller. So thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. My favorite thing about Brett is an avid listener. Well, he is an avid listener, but he is a lot like me. He's like a, a runner, but doesn't run a lot anymore. But if you kind of look at what we've done this last four episodes, it's a lot of running. We've had a lot of runners, and I kind of like that it's kind of filled in that theme and kind of kept you going. It's made me excited. Like, well, as soon as you said yes, I was like, yes. Because, like, if I made a, I had a list of people I wanted this week, and you were number one, and I was like, and I could go down, but I just was like, man, it'd be cool to go from Ryan, you know, and Joe, and you. We just had some really good runners on this week, different styles and. I would consider you more like a Clydesdale, like me, not like Joe De- when he was definitely a Clydesdale when he was talking about going sub two forty on his marathon last episode. I was like, get out of here, Joe. Twenty miles I'm, under two hours. Yeah, I'm about to throw you out this window right now. But yeah, all right. Guess we'll get into our hot takes. And first hot take is bananas are going extinct. I've heard. I saw something that I came across my computer screen at some point. Yeah, so I guess it's Panama disease is a fungus, and it's eating at the bananas or the trees, and it's not letting the bananas grow, and so all the bananas are going extinct. So I don't know what I'm going to do, because I usually eat a banana a day. Well, the good news is, is it seems like... We can grow anything, including humans now. So I think you're going to figure out, they'll figure well, out. There's bananas. scientists looking into how to make bananas, yeah. some form of banana. It's just kind of sad because I love bananas. Don't just have to have banana flavored ice cream at Scoops now. I guess. The Elvis. The Elvis. I had an Elvis last week. I had one a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was delicious. Have you ever had an Elvis yet? I haven't had an Elvis. Okay. Well, you know what Elvis is? I don't. Okay, so we, we've talked about this on the pod numerous times, but it's Secret Menu Guy on the Scoops. When they first opened, it was, they used to advertise it, but I think they realized that they don't do well with making shakes and malts. No, we're going to stick to just ice cream cones and sundaes. And, but it's banana pudding ice cream and peanut butter mixed together, and it is fabulous. But you can only eat one. And usually one minimum a week or maximum a week. I think maybe I could do even one a month. It still seems like it's it's that rich. It is, and it's so good. But man, when you get done with it, you're just to the point that you're almost always miserable. At least I, I usually do two a summer. One at the beginning, one at the end. <laughs> I mean, open, it, open and close. Yeah, and I just had my first one, so it's like I think it was like the second or third time I've been in scoops, and I finally broke down. I was like, okay, I'm ready for an olive now. I can. I can do this. But if you haven't tried one, you should. Oh, yeah. And our listeners definitely should go in and say, all right, what is this Elvis thing? I'll take it. Because there's only a couple kids there that really know about it. They get excited when you ask for it. Well, when I asked for it, the girl kind of looked at me like, what What are you asking for? Yeah. The kid she was working with knew what I wanted. So 
Yeah. It's nice. I haven't made it in there yet this year. It's not a bad thing. All right. Uh, Topic number two is Peyton Manning said no to Monday Night Football. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If they really wanted Peyton Manning to be on Monday Night Football, it's really easy. You hand the guy a blank check, and you say, we want you to come do this. And that's how you would get him. But they probably, I don't want to say they made him a lowball offer. I'm sure it's an embarrassing thing you could offer, but if you're going to give him a duty, you're going to have to pay some money. It's just plain and simple. And I just don't think they're. What, what do they want him as a third? Oh, uh, Witten's gone. Win? Oh, Witten's gone. So I think they want him to be Tony Romo. Well, Romo is good. He is. Do you like watching football? I do. Yeah. I. I I love Tony Romo. I like Tony Romo. Tony Romo, the announcer, has changed my opinion of Tony Romo, the player, the player yeah, overall. Absolutely. I mean, he. I mean, he can read the play. Yeah. He tells you what's coming. That. Yeah. I mean, he, he does a great job of. I think a lot of players can read the plays, but he does a great job of dumbing it down for the people watching to be able to say, "Okay, you know, hey, average human being." Fat white guy right there, right there in a circle for you. Watch him, what he does here, and then it's going to lead to this guy getting a touchdown. He's just really good at just dumbing it, like I said. And then, um, because there's some guys that aren't really good, they're good at seeing it, but they, like Witten would do a really bad job of he would, he knew what was happening on the field, but he couldn't articulate it to the viewer. So, I've always said quarterbacks can make the best color analysts. Because they have to know both sides of the ball. Yeah. I think Peyton would uh, try to be too funny in the booth. Peyton is funny. Yeah, he's a funny dude. But, like, yeah. I mean, people would grow tired of that quick, I think. Yeah. yeah it's you a great time being in the booth. So, let's go. Let's really quick. Can you, I'll off your head, can you think either of you guys give me somebody you think would be a good replacement on Monday Night Football? Mm. John Madden. <laughs> Where's Kurt Warner at? I don't know. Is he still on the NFL Network? I think he, he might be there for bagging groceries again. Uh-huh. Bring back Gruden, man. He's he's turned the Raiders back into a mess. Yeah. yeah. He was good at analyzing and my favorite in the booth, but I miss I love Gruden's like quarterback camp. Yeah. When he would do that with the rookies, and he'd come in, and they'd go over the film with him. And then my favorite scene all time was when he had Brett Favre come back on, and he's like, "All right, let's take a look and let's break this down," you know, because he kind of did some nowadays quarterbacks. And then Favre said something, and he was like, "So what's your? What are you looking at here? What's your option?" And then Favre was like, "I'm not too sure. I think it's either." And then Eric Gruden interrupts him. You were a knucklehead back then, and you're a knucklehead now. You still don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it was just amazing how you could tell. Curtin was just like, you know what? I've been over this with you way too many times. But, yeah. Well, and he was – I think he was on staff at the very beginning with yeah. uh, yes. in Green Bay, too. So, I mean, it's just – you know, but he could play. Favre could – he could play. Yeah, Definitely. Um, Duke recruited cash for Stanley today, solidifying the number one basketball pro, or recruiting class, which again is not going to be any good because, but you will like Stanley. You want, you want to know a fun fact about Stanley? Let's hear it. Okay. You're not the fun fact that you'll love. 
when Stanley plays his first game at Duke, so once he actually so in November, there will be like seven players in the NBA that'll be older than him playing. He's that old. He's like mid twenties. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of kids, you know, in the NBA that so, like that. Mitch McGeary. Yeah, so he's like <laughs> super old. So like he's and he can fly. So he's gonna be one of those weird players that looks really cool at the college level, and then he gets to the NBA. And he's just gonna kind of hit a wall because he's a man playing against boys, yeah. and then all. But he's still a freshman, and then he's going to play with other guys that are actually men. And then why is he so old? I don't know. I really don't know what's going on there. You, you know. I don't know if we've talked about this much on here. I, I know I've had this conversation with a lot of other people, but they do this weird thing in basketball. I don't know if they do it in football, but they, I know they do it in basketball where they'll hold you back if they know it'll help you be better. Like, for example, so let's say... So he went to a prep school. Yeah. And, like, he, they held you, they'll hold you back. And then what happens is, we've seen a couple times, is they'll hold you back on, like, eighth grade, ninth grade, and then that way you're a senior going against, you know, you know, whatever. But then what happens is if your junior year really good, then all of a sudden they'll say he left high school early to enroll. He's really not leaving high school early. He's actually just graduating on a time because he held a year back. It's, no, it's, it's super shady business. I think oh, it's no, like, I know it is. yeah, and it's, I just – but I mean, it's really. I mean, that's what college. Like I said, I don't know if it's happening in the world of football because football you have to stay three years. So I don't think it's as big of a thing as it is. But um, they they have high school kids that reclassify. Yeah, you know, and they'll come back the next year. You know, if they don't want to commit or or go go away early, but you know, it same kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's weird. It is. No, I, I agree. I'm not, I mean, it's all part of this, you know, the chicken or the egg. I don't know who to blame, whether it's pro sports or college or the NCAA, but it's money is involved in the, in the whole oh, thing yeah. anyway. So, yeah. It's all business. What did you think of Game of Thrones last night? You watched Game of Thrones, Brett? Never seen it. Okay. Uh, I thought it was good. I watched it with Matt and. He was a little upset because nothing happened. Nothing was going to happen. Did you watch it early then? No. Oh, he came over here and watched yeah. it? But he watched it early, he said. He did. Okay. But he said he wasn't going to do that again. Oh. I don't believe him. But. Well, he texted me at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, well, he sent that message there. Yeah. And I was like, you have to understand somebody. I'm like, I'm really here with family and everything. Like, and then he was before that, he's like, hey. I can I come over and watch it? And I was like, I would love to have you over, but I don't know even what time I'm getting home tonight yet. So like, uh, you know, I'm going to Allison's family. We're having dinner out there, and we're not in a rush to leave because we haven't been out there in a while. So I just didn't know. But then he's like, Oh yeah, I, I got to see it. You're, you can't, you can't wait. Something happens. I was the whole time I'm watching. It's like, what's happening? And nothing happened. Like at least where I felt the shock. I mean, the two things I guess he probably thought were happening were. Jamie finally had a come to Jesus meeting with everyone, which we knew had to happen because he showed up last oh, yeah. episode. And then I don't know, I guess John finally. But Those are two of the bigger things. Ari and Gendry getting it on. It was a little creepy. Yeah. What's the draw to that show? There isn't really anything. I don't, I mean, 
I've always understood it to be. There's a lot of sex. Is that what it is? I think uh, for some people it is. Um, it's the dragons. But it's like sci-fi. Is it sci-fi-ish? It's like Lord of Rings-ish. Right? That's never, never seen that either. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it's, even more hard then. Sort of a nerd thing, I guess. Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I mean like. It's kind of like. Um, I've never seen Walking Dead. Yeah, never understood what that was, and then I tried to watch it, and I lasted like half an episode. And I, and I think what it does, what Walking Dead does the same thing, and other TV series have found that what you do is you make your people, the viewers or readers, fall in love with a character, and then you kill them. That's and they're really good at that. So like you like get this emotional tie to them, and then like ha, kill them. And then I was like, oh, man, I like that. And that just kind of the bad sex. There's a lot of sex in it. One of these days, I'll try to find it. I got the first five seasons. <laughs> God bless you. Um, it's about it. Pistons will get eliminated tonight. Let's hope so. Yeah. Let's... They are a hor- they're an injured horse in the middle of the field. Somebody needs to go out and shoot that's something needs to happen. Or they're going to pull a game off and go to game four. Oh, I got one more hot take. Steve Eisman. Join the Red Wings. How do yeah, you feel about that? That's good stuff. Sure. We'll see. I, the only thing I worry about with that is it's kind of like, are they going to give him time? Mm-hmm. Because look at what they're look what people are doing with Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Savior is back. They're doing mm-hmm. the same thing already with Eisman. Mm-hmm. The, the Savior is back. They're still not giving Harbaugh time. Mm-hmm. That that program was in the dumps, man. I don't care what I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, and it's it's taking time. Oh yeah, and and it's the same thing is going to happen with the Wings. You know, they need this is what their third year not making the playoffs, second year not making the playoffs. Uh, you know, they got a lot of young talent, but I think part it of takes the- leadership from the old guys too. You know, it's no different than what Brad likes to talk about with the college basketball, and yeah. the seniors and the juniors and stuff. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. It takes a buy-in. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I think is going to be really interesting. With I think Brad was 100% right. If you look at least at Duke, three things stuck out. One was lack of senior leadership. But they had none this year. Two free throws and then three three-point shooting. Yeah. And um, it'll be interesting to, to bring up Duke because Duke, they'll actually have two seniors. And they're not going to be any better free throws because they pretty much have the same team. Shooting is supposed to be a lot better, but again, we don't know. And as for to go back to come full circle, kind of your point on Harbaugh, I think part of it with Harbaugh too is is that I think he probably had some expectations going into this, right? And when they don't work out, kind of like, oh, I I thought I was going to be able to do this. And it's not going to work. Like, I thought I was going to be able to do what I did back in 2009 at Stanford when he realized the game has changed again. Right. I mean, because it evolves. So then he's trying to, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to evolve as well. And then I think you come in and I think he kind of figures, I'm going to do what I did. It's going to work. And then you kind of realize, wow, I'm three or four years behind what everyone else is trying to do. And yeah, you're right. It just Well, is. and just with everything evolving all the time, the players evolve too. Now, you, what you built for what was three years ago, it's not there anymore. Yeah. And then what the game has changed to, those guys, you know, they constantly, every year, that's why recruiting is so important. Yeah. With, with any sport. Yeah. 
I think the biggest thing I've seen with college football, and this isn't new to college basketball because they only stayed for one year, but it seems like now you're going to get their sophomore year, and that's it. Freshman year, unless they're just a freak, mm-hmm. they might do something, but really they're just learning the ropes. You have their sophomore year for them to go out and be a bad butt for you, and then their junior year, if they even smell of getting hurt, if they they're not in it to you know a, a national championship, they're just I'm I'm headed to the pros. If, I should say if they're a first round draft pick, right. they're just like hey, this is I'm I'm out, and I just I know it's weird now. That's all. It is. You saw that with Sean Gary. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's exactly what I'm talking about right now. Because <laughs> because yeah. one or two things are going to happen, and I hope to God it's not like the Kyrie Irving thing where it's like. He was hurt just enough where you're like, wow, was he hurt and he was really good? Or was he hurt and he just is who he thought he was? Because I, I kind of I wasn't very impressed by him. He had a couple moments where I was like, oh, wow. And I understand that it was triple team sometimes and, you know, offenses prepared for him. I get all that. And, you know, it was like Kyrie at Duke. You were like, wow, man, now you watch him. You're like, holy cow, I never realized he was that good because he was only there for such a short period of time. So I don't – it'll be interesting to see Rashad Gary at the next level where we're like, oh, man, I wish we would have had that. Like, we could have – that's what we could have had. Or is it going to be like he is exactly who we thought he was, like Andre Drummond kind of is. Like, you're like, that's exactly what I thought he is. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's still probably have a great career, but – It's just interesting to see Rashad Gary's draft stock falling because this last year – Yeah. He was a top five pick and then – if he could have gone out of high school, he would have been in the top five. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was a freak, though. Yeah. yeah. And I I think there that motor, and especially in the NFL, your motor and your intelligence really get brought into play. And I think um, – because I think a lot of teams, they can if, if they see that you're coachable and intelligent, almost everybody in the NFL in certain positions is a freak. So now it comes down to, like – can we work with you when they're getting Yeah, I mean, like you said, are they coachable? And how fast can they process? Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. Can you read it? Yeah. Trivia time? Trivia time. Did, did you listen? Oh, we haven't put out last week's by, have we? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you listen? I didn't hear it. Okay, good. Then you can be a part of it right now. I'm excited because we did a really bad job last week. Joe well, decided for, to answer it. For whatever reason, when I look in podcasts, Sometimes the episodes are not getting updated unless I go some roundabout way. Yeah, so. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. That's that too. All right, whatever. All right. Well, last week's question was the 45th parallel stretches 135 miles across Michigan's lower peninsula, although it would take longer to travel that distance in a car because of Michigan's numerous inland lakes. Just south of Alpena, 45th parallel is marked by a green sign on Squaw Bay. Can you name all the continents and oceans that the 45th parallel north runs through? The continents and the oceans. Yes. Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and then Asia, Europe, and North America. Yeah, in one ocean. It's just the Pacific and the Atlantic. Oh. Yeah. That's good though. That's good. a very good job. Joe liked that question. He couldn't wait yeah. to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped right all over that shit. Let's see. <laughs> all right. 
Mm. I thought the Indians snuck up there. Yeah. And this week's question is it's a really easy one. What famous movie sequel filmed a scene in Alpena in 1990? This is my favorite transplant question. So, are you from Alpena? No. Uh, you probably, I do know the answer. You, you've been here long enough. Uh, you know the answer. But you that, didn't was, know. that was like one of the first things that people told me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's my favorite transplant yeah. question. Um, let's see what other some transplant things that like that people will tell you about our area. That's the main one. I mean, it's kind of our claim to fame. Right. You know. So, so if you've listened to the pod before. It would be easy. We mentioned it all the time. We fight about it too. Oh man, we we we, we all argued about it. We you know we're passionate. What, I think what what kind of movie is it? Yeah, the the best thing is yeah, <laughs> Die Hard Christmas, uh, Duke Basketball, and um, I, what will be really good is the Top Gun sequel, Bad Boys Three. These are all things that are coming down the pipe for us that are me we they mean a lot to us, and hopefully we'll have different views on it so it, it gets a good arguments but there's a good chance we'll probably have the same point of view so I mean we both hope they're going to be good well, speaking of bad boys it's a commercial on TV for the Spectrum original LA's finest it's Gabby Union and uh, whatever her name is anyway it's supposed to be a bad boys females version they're even using bad boys lines and I wasn't happy about it <laughs> like, why go back and ruin it right I'm not saying they're going to ruin it but like it's like what they did with Ghostbusters I mean he, come on he, I mean well the problem was is Ocean's 8 was pretty good did you see Ocean's 8 mm. did you see Ocean's 8 no, okay. it's on HBO I should watch it Ocean's 8 actually once you gave it a chance it was pretty good I think part of the thing that made Ocean's 8 good was they made the main character, and I can't think of her name, I just know she's Danny Ocean's sister. So what they did is they tied in different things of the Ocean series where you were kind of like, and I'm a huge Ocean's fan, so it was kind of like, cool. I really liked it. So I didn't, the, the female Ghostbusters, was all right. But, and I'm not dogging that at no, all. I'm just saying like, come on, man, let's think of something new. You know? Or, mm -hmm. Originality, I agree. There could be, there is a lack of originality. There's a laziness, I feel, in Hollywood where. Right. I think it's more than that. I yeah. think it's more than that. I don't think it's. Let's just do a like, reboot and make some more money. Yeah, and I think there's less money involved. Because you can kind of say, we can kind of do this and we kind of know what this is. It's like a safer bet, I think, really right. what it is. Whereas you're trying to green light this huge project that's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars and you just hope that it's going to resonate with people. You hope. Bad Boys 3 is going to make money. Well, I know it is. Yeah. So is Top Gun 2. So. Yeah. But Top Gun 2, there's a good chance it's going to be absolute garbage though. I'm scared shitless about it. I don't talk like that in this house. Oh, I know, but I mean like, it's just because I, I would think, I'm speaking for you, but I feel confident. I have high standards. I don't think any more movie between you and me is more sacrilegious than Top Gun. Oh. It is our movie. 100%. So for them to go and make it, yeah, our standards are super high. There's a good chance I'll walk out of there. Like Civil War with Avengers, I'll walk out of there pissed. Like everybody's like, oh my God, it was so good. And I, I mean, still now, I'll, if you want to help, I'll get mad. Like just thinking about it, I get upset. So there's a good chance that we're I just, I don't think Tom Cruise is going to let him make garbage. 
Do you like the Mission Impossible series? Yes. I do too. I think if you take it for what they are, I mean, I love movies and I know you do too. So like, do you like movies? I do. I just don't watch a lot of them. Yeah. I I just, I like movies, even bad movies. I I find a reason to like them. So, um, and I I didn't already knew the answer. I I just don't think Tom Cruise will let him make him, will allow him to make garbage out of Top Gun 2. I don't disagree with that, but it's like, what are they going to do? I mean, I hope they do it right because they have some advantages here. I mean, they have some cool things like drones and all this other stuff they can add in and kind of make it like if what you need to do is somehow make the human element of Pete Mitchell better than all the robotic technology out there. That's what you kind of need to figure out. Well, supposedly he's it. an instructor at Top Gun. So. Oh, my God. I can't handle this. See, so that's, it's going to go down that same road, oh, right? Geez. Big emotional. Here he is at the end of his career. I'm telling you, man. When is this coming out? Do we know? I don't know yet. Okay, well, we're going to take a break. You find out, and then we'll come back. All right. All right. So, what'd you find out? Comes out June 26, 2020. Okay. So. It's quite a ways away yet. It is. So. Um, really quick before we go any further, Avengers comes out this week. I heard it's three hours long. I heard it's actually longer than three hours, right? Three hours, 15 inches on that? It's over three, is what I heard. It's a long-ass movie. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of the, the bow, so to speak. They're trying to wrap everything up so they can kind of reboot. So, I mean, it's what, 13 movies they're trying to wrap up? It's a lot. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Well, there's about three Iron Mans. Two Ant-Mans, three Thors, technically two Captain Americas, three Avenger movies, two Spider-Man movies. Jeez, Pizza. I know, I'm, I'm forgetting somebody probably. Well, it would only be the one Spider-Man movie because the next one's oh, coming that's right. out after. But, so then I'll get take Doctor Strange in. Black Panther. One Black Panther movie. Yeah, I'm at 13 right now, so. It's oh, lot. and then Captain Marvel. Two Gala, Guardians of the Galaxy. Two Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, 16. So, yeah, I, I don't doubt that it's going to be trying to. Yeah, I'm glad you went through that because <laughs> our conversation yesterday, you probably thought I was. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, we were trying to search for a top five for Brett, right? And he was like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I knew that Avengers came this week. I was like, how about top five Avengers? It kind of fits in with what's going on right now. He's like, I don't. I'm out. I'm like, I would have struggled with that. Like, yeah, who, I'm like, no, that's cool. I mean, I'm like, like, who's that? Yeah, I'm, like, that's, I'm all right with that. I mean, I, you know, but we was we kicked some different things around, and I was we, we landed on a really good one, oh. super solid. But I knew the minute you said that, that's why I was like, yes, because I knew Homeboy here was all about that one. So um, he's smiling already. Different, lots of good stuff. Yes, super good stuff. And really, what it is is like, yeah, I haven't had the time to work on it at all, but I know. Uh, it shouldn't, it's going to be hard. You know, it's one and two and three are never difficult. It's always those four and five, and who's going to make honorable mention? So I shoveled mine a couple times. I'm sure. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I'm not from Alpena. Uh, grew up in Metro Detroit. Okay. Uh, was born in Troy. Moved to Tecumseh, which is southwest of Ann Arbor. Yeah. When I was like three. Stayed there until I was in fourth grade, fifth grade. 
Uh, we moved back to Metro Detroit. Um, grew up in Warren, basically. Warren is home base, okay. basically. Um, went, you know, <clears throat> that's where my grandparents were from. That's where my mom was raised. Um, went to, graduated from Centerline High School, which is not a lot of people know where Centerline is or I've ever heard of it. It's, it's like a city within a city of, it's surrounded by Warren. It's like, it's, nah, I wouldn't say it's as small as Asinique, but it's as small as Roger City. And then basically surrounded and more kids go to Centerline High School that are from Warren than <laughs> actually <laughs> people live in Centerline. Right. So we all kind of, you know, being the, the city of Warren is being, is so big, over 100,000 people, eight different high schools, you know, you, did, you didn't really know anybody outside of your neighborhoods, really. Okay. So um, <clears throat> graduated in 94, uh, thought I wanted to get in the graphics, graphic arts, printing uh, field, went to Ferris, spent five years there. Um, when I got into my bachelor's stuff and realized that I was going to sit in office all day long and um, it's kind of funny because we were just talking about that with Brad before you got here. Uh, I, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to move. I've got to, you know, whatever. Uh, I left uh, Ferris, went back home. I went to the fire academy. It was one of those things that I've always kind of thought about but didn't really know I was going to do that or how to do that or even if that was really a possibility. I mean, I think back to when uh, I was in high school, much like you and Brad's a little bit younger than us, I think. Um, you know, our counselors then didn't really, it was kind of like, all right, you're not in trouble. All right, this is when you take your tests and see ya. I felt like it, unless you were super smart, right? like the ones that were super smart, they tended to work or troublemakers. Like we're going to try to make sure this kid that's going to flunk out gets through. But yeah, the average in between and all that, it was just like, okay, he's fine. And we're just going to. I had things that I liked in high school. Uh, I mostly um, just made sure that my grades were good enough to stay eligible for sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that guy. Unfortunately, I try to persuade my kids not to be like that. So <laughs> they're doing a pretty good job. Um but anyways, I went to Ferris, came home, uh, went to the fire academy at Macomb, uh, worked full time, went to the night academy about nine months later. I got all my fire state fire certifications, uh, immediately uh, went to EMT school, did a, like a six week academy where I went every day for six weeks, eight to five, did our clinical time, that kind of thing. And then uh, shortly thereafter, I started working for a private uh, ambulance service in uh, out of Mount Clemens. Um, I also got on my little centerline fire department as a paid on call. Okay. Um, met some really good guys there, got some good training. <clears throat> and then I uh, went to medic school through Baker. That was a six-month program at the time. It's way different now. 
and uh, did all my clinical time and classroom time and got licensed. And then um, back when I was in the fire academy, I, I was seeing an ad in the Detroit News for city of Alpena hiring. And I said, man, if I had my medical license, I could go back up north because I love being at Ferris. Mm -hmm. I love being in Big Rapids. I just love being up north. And, uh, and if I could get a full-time job somewhere up north, that'd be awesome. And then a couple years later, ad came about, applied. Ten months later, I was in Alpena in 02. So I've been here since. That's, you've been here quite a while. A long time. Yeah. 17 years. Just went through uh, on the 16th. Wow. So it feels like I've been here not forever, but well, almost it's been a long, been a long time. Majority of your adult life, yeah, at least, you've been pretty here. much. So, and um, so you're obviously a firefighter, EMT now. Yep, paramedic. Paramedic. Yep. Yeah. Um, and thank you for your service. Yeah. And, no problem. Uh, you guys have always. I have a special place for all you guys. And all the different times I had to call you guys <laughs> and <Yeah>. everything. <laughs> so um, it is what it is. Though. Yep, it is. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things I remember is you did a lot of different, like, um, triathlons mm -hmm. and then I think you did maybe like a Tough Mudder or two. I did two Tough Mudders. Uh, the first one we did, I did with, uh, like Tracy and Eric and, uh, Rihanna Kajabowski. I don't know what her new name is now, but Richardson, Richardson. um, Vicky Katong, Sean Rivard. I work with her. Right? You were like, oh, that was that was impressive there. Like <laughs> <laughs> Boom, right in there. Um, then he had a big smile on his face. You well, that. you know what's interesting is I don't know. I mean, we could go back, but Brad is in the interview process. Brad doesn't talk a lot, so if you get a little quirk in him, <laughs> yeah, there it's you go. Like, I mean, we could count him on our hands how many times he's actually commented. Probably. So. <laughs> so we had a good group of people, uh, Sarah Morrison, uh, Tracy, man, I forget who else. Well, was. There was like seven of us. I believe that was Eric's only Tough Mudder, and Eric did not want to do the Tough Mudder, because yeah. do you know about the story? There was um, electricity involved, Yes, and Eric does not <laughs> like being shocked. It is right up there on top of like I don't want to do Who this. Who really does? No, I mean for Eric though, it's like super. He did not want. And I, I mean, going rolling up into that whole thing. I mean, you could talk to Eric, and he's like, I, "I'll jump in ice. I'll climb whatever you want." But I don't. Want and it anything. was in April. It was in Ohio. It was rainy. It was still kind of you know. It wasn't temperature wasn't bad, but mm -hmm. um, you know, just miserable, kind of like mm -hmm. and the electricity part. You know, you, you don't, uh, how bad could they really shock us, right? Yeah. It, it, there were a couple screams. I've got a video. I took, I wore my GoPro. Mm -hmm. There, I mean, people, people got lit up, you know, and you hear them laughing. And I think I got it a few times because I got stuck. <laughs> my, my shoe got stuck on yeah. one of the wires. And, but it was good. I did that one. And then um, the next year. We went, to, they had it at MIS. Okay, yeah. So that was kind of cool. It was different uh, with a whole other different group of people. Uh, Andy Marceau, his wife, uh, Jason Culligan from the police department, uh, Andy Williams from the fire department. Um, 
man, I just can't think of everybody that was there. But there was like, you know, again, like seven or eight of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was fun. Dana Hamp, Jenny, uh, Andy's wife, you know. But, you know, it was fun. It was a challenge. Dana you know. Hamp so fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I remember I mean, Brad and I ran that. We've talked about it a lot in the past couple pods. But we ran that Lake State Relay. And I remember she just took right off. And I was just like, holy f- Yeah. Okay. She is fast. Mm-hmm. That was the Gaylord. Uh, yeah, see, I did that one. I did that one twice, I think. Yeah. Did you run the year we did it? I think th- that was the first year I did it. Okay. Yeah. I know there was two groups I of did us it with, and- like, uh, Leanne Jewell. Kristen Mishak, probably. Yep, Kristen Mishak. She was there with yep. us. I remember um, there was three teams. Yeah, her husband, I yeah. think, ran too. Yep. He was on our team. Um, there were a bu- there were a bunch of uh, people. I ended up doing uh, the Sheboygan to whatever the second to last. Uh, you did the – that's the from, – From the um, – holy crap, what was the name of that place? I always forget the name of it. That's what that little train station was. Oh, just north of like, or south of the lake, Mullet Lake, or whatever it is. Hmm. From there to Sheboygan, it was like twelve miles. Yeah, I was like, you did the one on the longer legs. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the next year, I was. They asked me to do it again, and they're like, "Oh, look, you got to run the Sheboygan to saving this." Yeah, and that was miserable. <laughs> I drank some beers the night before. <laughs> I was hungover. I'm like, I'll be all right. That's not. It's the last leg of the the, the relay, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I stopped and puked like three times. They gave me, they brought me beer. They were like, because that's the worst stretch, too. It's straight, and you can see for miles. And you're like, you just, you're not going anywhere, right? Yeah. So that was bad. But it was, you know, it was fun. It was a good time. It's always fun when you can run with people like that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. for us, I mean, I had to go to work, but when I did meet up, it was always like, Oh, you know, you get to meet up with people and hang out all day. And as long as you got a good group of people, I would do it again. I think Brad would too. If, with the right group of people where yeah, it would be, sure. I would want to do it at the beginning so I could drink the rest of the day too. But I mean, yeah. maybe not the first one, but maybe the second one. Drinking late and still running late doesn't. No, no, doesn't that work. doesn't sound like it. It doesn't work. No. They had that big meal for us at that, whatever that restaurant or bar was. And I just sat there. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I'll just drink my ice water. Yeah, I remember when we were done. Now we that first year was cold and rainy, and we were just ready to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty. It was miserable. Yeah. yeah, and you saw that picture. That picture of you and is it Oz? No, it was Odessa. Odessa. I, that is when you call me. That is the thing that still. I, I still have that. Really? I still changed it. Well, it's just a little, but it's like, I mean, part of it's because it's up and all over my iCloud contact for you, so it's been sitting up there. But yeah, it's that picture. Like that picture. Yeah, that's a good picture. So, yeah. Um. So, what was that? And then let's take a break because I don't want to get it too long. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about a couple other things. Yeah. All right. So- you are very involved in uh, area youth. Yes. Why don't you uh, kind of share some of the things you do? Um, I've coached quite a bit. Um, I didn't do really any coaching locally 
uh, before my kids got involved. Okay. Um, but I've coached hockey, uh, baseball, um, and that that's it really. Because the rest of the time, I'm just kind of I need to sit back and watch my kids play as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you know this year this year I'm actually not coaching baseball. I decided that I'll help out. It's just mm-hmm. it's really hard with my schedule at times. I can imagine. Um, there, I mean, depending and there's you know with baseball especially. It's all random. One week you're playing four games. Monday, yeah, yeah, four games and Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. And my schedule is pretty regular, but random as well. Mm-hmm. I work every third day, 24 hours. So, um, you know, however my schedule falls and I'm asking for trades, you know, comp time off, guys covering me, whatever. And it just it gets old by the end of hockey season. Yeah. Especially so, you know, with hockey being, you know, five, six months, you know, guys are tired of, and I don't blame them. No. You know, so with baseball being so random, I decided to kind of sit back and just watch and do our thing at home. Well, you're, you do, your kids do travel hockey. Uh, my son does. So yeah. son does, yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember just from a little bit of following through Facebook through the winter, I, I'm always surprised said it before on here i don't know how some of you guys do it with all the traveling you guys yeah. do it's just intense it's been tough well and my daughter plays hockey too so um you know we basically divide and conquer and the weekends that i can't get covered you know it's hey can you take luke or can you take olivia and yeah i'll meet you up on saturday afternoon or sunday morning or whatever i gotta do and so yeah we're all over the place with luke and even with even with uh, Olivia, it's like you know, sports in Alpena are not. You know, I didn't grow up here, so I don't know what it was like in the heyday. But everybody always tells me, you know, we had so many kids playing sports and this many teams and everything else. And you know, it's just not that way anymore. We don't have the population for one. And there's, you know, really to me, I don't. I just don't think there's as many kids playing sports anymore either. I don't think that's. Just us, though. You're right. It's not. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's, uh, you know, associations and leagues are shrinking. Mm-hmm. But with with hockey, especially, you know, we play in their league. The league goes from Alpena to Cadillac to the Sioux. You know, so even going and playing a regular game, you know, you might be going to the Sioux for the day. Yeah. Leaving at 8 a.m. and not getting back till 6 at night. You know, and that's just regular old house hockey or, you know. That's crazy. You know, and, and with Luke, I'm all over the place. You know, we're there in Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Detroit, wherever. Sue, we were up in Houghton and Hancock and Calumet early December, and which was awesome. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, some of those ranks, like the one in Calumet is the oldest operating rank in the world right now. Oh, like wow. 19... And I'm probably going to get this date wrong. So, but I think it's like 1908. Wow. So, but I've coached those, I've coached them, uh, you know, since they started, Luke started playing hockey when he was three and Olivia started, she's a year and a half older and she started a year behind him. So she was about five or six ish. And, you know, baseball, I've always coached, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how, um, I feel about that halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah. 
I, it's just it's hard. I <clears throat> coached my kids when they were little, like in TBBA, it's called PIB. Mm-hmm. And then the hardest year for me was Jordan's senior year. So Jordan was a senior year, Kelsey was in 10th grade, and my youngest was in 7th grade during basketball season. And there was every night somebody had a game and somebody right. had to be somewhere. Yeah. It was tough. It's and, tough, man. It's tough, you know, and, you know, it's just with every, everybody's got responsibilities and different things. And both my parents live here now. Okay. Uh, they're not in the greatest of house, so it kind of everything kind of falls on me. I've got two older brothers and a younger brother, but the two older ones live in Texas and Tennessee. Okay. My younger brother's here, but, you know, he's tied up with his things too. So, yeah. you know, there's running, yeah. running for everything. When you were in high school, you said you played sports. Yeah. What else sports did you play in high school? Uh, baseball and uh, football I played uh, up to like sophomore and junior year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did run a little bit of cross country with my uncle, like a year, you know, kind of in between a little bit. My uncle uh, was always a runner, and I would always just kind of like get into it with him, you know, and he dragged me along. And, hey, we're going here this weekend. All right. I did this half marathon. I remember when I was in high school with him in Pinckney. Okay. It was a trail marathon, man. I've ne- I'd never run a trail. Like, that was the worst thing ever in my life. I've never ran a trail race. You, you ran one in Marquette, right? It wasn't a trail. Okay. I've run a 5K at Norway Ridge. Yeah. A couple of years. I've run at Norway. But even but even so, it's different, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, running on a trail and running on the concrete. Yeah. Or yeah. asphalt or the path or, or whatever. It's a different thing. What's interesting, they say that trails are better for your body. Because you're on dirt, yeah. and it's not as hard as concrete. But I gotta be honest with you, I don't know just because I've only ran on concrete really primarily. I, I, I would if I if you had if I had to choose, I choose concrete every time. Even now when I'm getting back and running, I, the idea of like even I mean I, I don't like the I just rather keep it flat. I don't mind going uphill a little bit for a pure period of time, but we want the scenery to change, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't trust me. You do not want that straight away from Saint Ignace to, <laughs> or uh, to Sheboygan to, to, to Mackinac City, man. That's bad. Did you run the Detroit half or full? I've run the Detroit half a couple times. Uh, I did the full once. So you know that straight. Yeah, we talked about that bad. last time. So that's bad. I remember hearing that. Yeah, that's bad. When uh, you make that turn back. Yeah, from Bell Isle, whatever yeah. it is. I've heard nothing but bad about that because you can see it forever and it just, there's no one in there. There's no energy. And well, and by that time of the race or the run, mm-hmm. everybody is so spread out, man. Like it's not at the, it's not like in the first half yeah. where you run. You oh know, no, I know it's like, like to Canada, like where it's crowded, like nonstop. You're out there in no man's land by yourself. Like cool. Yeah. You know? It's all right when you're on Belle Isle because there's things to look at and stuff. But once you get back on that straightaway, it's rough. I think that was the other thing that I remember about when I did my only marathon. At the point where I hit the wall, I was there wasn't a lot of people around me. Yeah. I mean, a couple of the guys like that ran it, the Alpine guys blew by me and they're like, "Hey, Steve, how you doing?" And I was just, oh, I just was in a road bad place. It's all actually. mental too, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like. Uh, you know, and it's so easy to just stop, right? Yeah. And walk. Yeah. And then that, that like, so I, 
I always, I wouldn't let myself stop because that's where it would be so hard to start again. And then you do the start stop and it just seemed like it always made it that much worse. Yeah. I, what I always find weird and Brad runs a lot too. And I don't know how you feel, but I don't know if you've ever taxed yourself maybe to this point, maybe that's part, but when I got done with that, instantly I just wanted to stop moving. But I knew I couldn't stop moving because that's like the worst thing that you right. could do for your body. Yeah. So it's like my legs are on fire. My shoulders are hurting from keeping my arms up. And everything's just like screaming, stop moving. But I had to keep moving because, you know, you just need to keep the blood flowing. And, I, oh, it's just the most miserable thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah. The, the other marathon, the other fall I did was at the Bayshore. Okay. Yeah, the, that was the first time I ran the Bayshore. And I just happened to like... I was talking to some buddies back home and I got another really good buddy from Ferris that lives in Traverse city and like, Hey, uh, yeah, we're all going to, we're all running the base run. I'm like, what, when did you guys start running? Mm-hmm. You know? And then it, like somehow he was able to get an entry after everything had closed and he said, but it's a full one. I'm like, all right. So me and him did it together and, it took us a long time because he started having some issues, but you know, we stayed together and yeah. made it through and it is what it is. But I've done the half several times after. And I've never done that half. It's, it's nice. I heard the, I think the problem is, is I'm like a, a true Alpine or race runner where I procrastinate with my registration. And that's one of those ones where you, if you want to run it, you better be. You got to You got to get because the the half especially fills up in like less than an hour. Yeah, so you have to be yeah. making a priority now. It's just always like, yeah. With it being Memorial Day weekend, uh, just being like a ton of my Ferris buddies, we would have just always just congregate over there, and then we did the run. But it was more about just getting together for the weekend and yeah, stuff like that. But Brad, have you run that? Of course, no. no. So like the last. Probably mile, mile and a half. You start to come back in from outside of the, out of the peninsula, and you come in like around the residential area. And there's the college there, and when you get to the college, you're like, yeah, I'm almost there. But it it takes forever. There's like it's like another mile. And you're like, Holy cow! Where, when is this thing gonna end, man? That, that's the worst part of that. For me, that was the worst. Does it part end in the campground area? Or the it runs on. It finishes on the high school track. Okay. I don't know which high school it is. I can't remember. I think it might be Central. Yeah. You come in and you run, uh, you run like maybe a quarter of a lap. You come in on one end and you finish at the, at the finish line. Huh. So. Wow. But you, you run through that whole campus and residential area and it just takes forever. Oh God. I just, I know I talk about it. I whine about it all the time, but I just, just thinking about it just brings me misery. I think I could do a half. And I've been running just enough where the other night when I was running those three miles, I was like, do I want to make this four and a half? Because like mm-hmm. if the way I run, I leave my house and if I get to the band shell and then I take the long way around the band shell, it's three miles. Right. But if I go out to the break wall back, it's four and a half. Gotcha. So it's like, do I run? Or, I was like, the legs are feeling good, but I wasn't running fast, but I was like, just don't be a hero. Don't be stupid right, right now. <laughs> Just take your three and get the hell out of here. Yep. So. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, um, you've done a lot of favors for me throughout the years. Um, you have. Uh, you do some fantastic woodworking. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And in fact, I need to. While you're here, I, I have to wear those cornhole boards. 
which yeah. which ones are we talking about? This I time? don't know. We, we have to do. I don't care what you make me, but I need to have a set because. So I had a set that was really nice, and what it was is we purged our house and had a dumpster. And that that night before they came pick up the dumpster, I had the cornhole bowler leaning against my house, not even near the dumpster, but they were leaning against my house. And when they picked up the dumpster, they picked up the cornhole bowl, threw them in there, and now they're gone. So oh I don't God. have my mop cornhole boards. Well, you're you're in luck. I just I just put together eight boards today. Today, really? Yeah, because I've got some I've got some orders and. I just know. I mean, it's that time of year, so yeah. they're coming. So sweet. So let's talk. We just got, we've got to figure out what you want now. I know we've it's, talked about that before. I know. Well, part of it is, is that I don't. It's hard. Maybe if people are listening in the pod, what do you think we I should get? What would you like to play? You play. You're probably playing more home with me than anyone. It'd be my kids and you that will play the most. We need to get South Korean boards. I'm not going to do that. South Korean. <laughs> Definitely not going to do that. I'll have to show you. I just, I'm doing, I'm, I'm actually the first two that I'm doing right now. I'm actually um, kind of donating to the high school FFA. Yeah. Future Farmers. I don't, I don't even know what they're exactly doing. It kind of came through my wife and mm-hmm. the teacher talked to my wife and the wife yeah. got with me and I said, yeah, I'll do that. And, so I have to show you this wrap. You might like this wrap. Is it up here high? No, it's uh, it's like a Michigan themed. Oh, it's nice. It's got the bridge and it's got different stuff. But I'll show you when we're done later. Well, that's what I thought. What I thought about doing is just making like a blue water background. And then Griff's got a poop ton of stickers at the show. Right. That'd be cool. And then I just, just sticker them all up. And then you just slap some stuff over it. And yeah. then it's good to go. And. Um, but yeah, I, Lord knows I, I need to do set. It has to be done because I'm not going to go all summer. Even right. though that happened toward the end of last summer, and then I found myself wishing that I had him to, even toward the end of the summer. I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. So, um, so what else do you make? Let's talk about some of the stuff you do. Gorgeous stuff, by the way. Uh, thank you. Um, I mean, like this time of year, that's like the biggest, the biggest thing. Uh, is cornhole and I do a lot of anironic chairs in cedar. I do a lot of the Michigan ones now. Um, basically anything, man. I mean, like uh, I've done stool, like bar stools. I've done big farm tables um, actually. And I think you probably saw the picture of the table at the fire station. Mm-hmm. That's a 18 foot um, reclaimed, bowling alley lane on top that we've got from the local bowling alley. Um, that stuff is hard. Yeah. It's that's that particular stuff is all pine, but it's, you know, it's hard. Yeah. I was there when they reinstalled the new lanes. I was working at the bowling alley at the time and to watch those guys put that stuff together and they would go through saw blade after oh, yeah. saw blade after saw blade, just throwing them out like they're poker chips. There was probably like 15 of us there that day when we went because we all kind of wanted to get somewhere we were talking about it, talking about it. And then it finally happened. And they said, yeah, come All right. Come this day. And we spent, we went there at like maybe nine, 10 in the morning. We didn't leave till four or five in the afternoon and everybody got what they wanted. I got that big chunk for the station. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> basically I sanded that down and refinished it. Um, I put our logos, uh, state international, and then our city logo. 
And then I built the, the base completely out of ash. It was all like three quarter inch ash that I laminated together and made beams out of. And it's, it's massive. Actually, I have to, I don't think I have any pictures on Instagram where you probably saw it, but, um, we used a uh, utility truck from DPW to lift <laughs> the, the table. <laughs> Actually, we had it on the ladder of the, uh-huh. of the ladder truck. And then we hooked it with the DPW crane utility truck, lifted it up on our back mezzanine where our grill is, mm-hmm. and then brought it out. There was like, I don't know, nine or ten of us and brought it through there. And I had the base all set up in there. And, uh, so it's all ash on the bottom, and then it's wrapped with cherry. Uh, the top is, and then I also did these, uh, like, walnut accents where I cut out, like, Maltese crosses, or I uh, did crossed axes. So it turned out nice. And then I epoxied it, epoxied the top, eighth inch. So it turned out nice. Um, the name of your woodworking group is? B&R Woodworks. Yeah. And, um... So, I know for a while there you did some stuff at the basket case too. They were yep, selling it. I've been doing some stuff for them. I'm actually meeting with Griffin on Thursday. See what we're gonna talk about yeah. for this year possibly and you know and uh, go from there. You should know. definitely do the Michigan theme one for their Yeah, he you know, they typically in the past they like to do the like the tigers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I've done some stuff for their Tawa store. Uh, they've gotten some chairs for me. I did a big, um, big farm table for with benches for Molly and Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hall trees, benches, just I mean anything and everything. People come to me. I'm working on. I've got a list already for stuff that I got to get done. But a, a custom uh, <clears throat> a closet unit built in. Wow. Um, I've got some other things on the horizon that I'm, I'm I don't want to really talk about yet just because I don't want to put, I don't want to put it out there and be like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, and then I'll get like 800 orders, yeah. from, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Yeah. But we're well, full time yeah. doing this. I mean, it feels like I do it all the time. Yeah. Full time. You know, there's, there's not many weekends if I have free time that I'm out there in the shop. Uh, you know, so it's good. But with family and stuff, it's just to, to try to find that balance. And that's that's another reason why I'm not coaching baseball this year. I've also uh, – I was the president of the Hockey Association for the last two two years. And I let my term, you know, run out and then didn't run for re-election. So, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm learning. I have a hard time saying no to people <laughs> when they ask for help. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a lot of people like that. You guys are like that, you know. Yeah. Somebody asks you for help, you want to help them. And it's just in my nature. Um, <clears throat> so I'm learning to say no. Me and Griffin were actually talking about that a few weeks ago. And I did a little coaching with my friend there. He's uh, <clears throat> I had a big, long thing with Brad knows about it. I really struggled with it. Just last week was a hard week. I had to tell some people I really respect no. Right. It's hard when you – Yeah. I just – I've said it before here, but I just feel like when I go into – Alpine Agency, it's a bad example, but when I go in LPJ Agency, I think Pete and Steve see me in panic, like, how much is what this going to cost me? Yeah, yeah, what does he want? Yeah, what does he want this time? Yeah, I, I, I just would like for that to go away for yeah, a while. I agree. You know, and 
I don't want it. Even you, you're a great example. You know, I've talked to you a dozen times and a half a dozen. It's been, hey, I need a set of boards for this. So I don't, it'd be nice to just talk to people and not like, yeah. hey, you know, and just have some positive without it. And I mean, I'm still doing it. Brad's got his race coming up, so we're still going to be doing some things with that. And, um, but it's not like it was so intense with the United Way and some of these other organizations. And they're all good and they're all deserving. And um, I think the thing that scares me the most is it's kind of like this baton, yeah, and I hand it off to someone, and I don't really feel like we've handed it off to anyone. It's just kind of, I don't want to say we've necessarily dropped it, but it's just kind of sitting there in a limbo, and it really makes me nervous. But Yeah, I, I've, you know, maybe not to that level, but I felt the same way with the Hockey Association, but yeah. we've got great people there. Yeah. And, and it's just because I was involved. I was on that board for, you know, over five years, started as a member at large, and then a member, and then somehow became president the last two years and it's just you know you don't want it to but that's all part of it though that's all part of that learning to say no thing and yeah just <clears throat> trusting the fact that you know their first meeting went by and somebody said oh did you miss it and i said you know what i didn't even think about it <laughs> I, I honestly did like a week before that i got a reminder in my calendar that said hey um the hockey board meeting monday night and i went <laughs> delete <laughs> and, and then it said do you want to delete this one or delete all of them? all of them. and and not that i'm you know it's, it's just time yeah it's it's good for change and it's good for other people and, but yeah learning to say no and i'm just trying to kind of work on you know family and well your kids are at the age where my kid, and i don't want to miss things with my kids you know, i missed a lot i can tell you from a guy that missed a lot you're making the right move um, there's a lot of things I regret and you can't go back and change. You just got to kind of stuff out there, but you're definitely making the right. Thing. All of it's important, but it's prioritizing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll come back and let's tease what our top five is. So you go ahead and tell the, our listeners what the top five is tonight, Brad. Top five SNL actors, actresses, performers. Performers. I'm excited. All right. So we'll, we're gonna, we'll come back and do this. four people here three are going to make honorable mention and one's going to make the top five <clears throat> and i won't know until brad says okay I, that's my number five you get to pick so want me to see my honorable mention yeah go ahead all right so top five snl performers and then my honorable mentions are jason sudeikis kristen wig mike myers tina fey amy poehler Norm McDonald. It's a lot of honorable mentions. That's a lot. They're all good. Couldn't pick. So that's why they're honorable mentions. Yeah, I hear you. But my number five is Tim Meadows, a ladies' man. <laughs> Forgot about He did that some one. other things, but ladies, mostly known the for the, man. the ladies' man. I feel suddenly racist because out of the four strong We'll say black males that are African-American males that have been on Saturday Live, Keenan, Meadows, and Murphy, none of them made my list. Eddie Murphy didn't make my list. Eddie bad. Murphy didn't That's make my list. Bad. Eddie Murphy, well, he made my honorable mention. I'm not saying anything. There's a people on here that didn't make it, but. So Tracy Morgan was in. Tracy Morgan and then. Tracy Morgan and You know what? But Tracy Morgan would be my favorite 30 Rock character. So how's that? <laughs> Does that count for anything? Yes. Okay. So that was your number five. Solid pick. I will tell Wait, you. What was number five? Tim Meadows. Oh, okay. Ladies, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 
Casey says we talked about Tim Meadows on his podcast. And I was like, yes. Um, this guest didn't know who the hell he was talking about. Which made it even better. It's unfortunate. All right. My honorable mentions are Bill Hader, who I think is – you could make the argument as the most underrated SNL yes. cast me of all time because he's amazing. He is. Um, Dana Carvey, who is probably one of the more famous, especially mm-hmm. through the 90s. That's Dana Carvey's our age. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Jason Sudeikis is really good. Yeah. I think he's probably had – he's had a really successful post-SNL career. Yeah. I kind of looked at that too. At, at, you know, what did they do after as well? Yeah. So my number five is Jimmy Fallon. So um, the cowbell skit when Jimmy – my favorite thing about Jimmy Fallon is I don't think any castmate broke character more than Jimmy. He would always laugh. And yeah. There's something really good about when he would laugh that he could have keep straight because having so much – or that he thought it was so funny that it just came out of him. He's had a great career afterwards, too. So maybe he was able to stay on the show for so long. (laughs) I know it pisses Lauren Michaels off and people break character, but (laughs) he would do it constantly. I I thought his best after was when he was on the Late Late Show, Mm -hmm. not the Tonight Show. Yes. He had a lot more freedom to to be funny. Well, there's not as many viewers, so you don't have to, I should say, people that wouldn't complain. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, he's good. Yeah, he's so good. He is good. Yeah. Entertainer overall, you know, just. All right. My honorable mentions are Jason Sudeikis, Fred Armisen. Uh, I love Fred Armisen. Like, <laughs> he, is, like, he, he was on there a long time, yeah. too, you know, and like what I really like him for is all, just all the characters. Do you, did you guys ever watch the show Portlandia? No, no. Oh, but I know God. what you're talking about. You know, a lot of people hate that show, mm-hmm. but I just love that humor and the way, he, you know, all those different characters. It was just awesome. I, what I like about him is he does random cameos in so many movies where yeah. you're just like, oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. Good. And then uh, Eddie Murphy was an honorable mention. Yeah. You know, he was, his time on SNL was kind of like when I was really young. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but there's a couple, you know, skits that you know the mr robinson's mm-hmm. neighborhood that was a good one but like his movies after you know how could you go wrong with beverly hills cat yeah you know coming to america oh, God. coming was, to that, america that boomerang was awesome or two. Movie. week we've been in our favorite top five movies there's another one they're making another coming to america that's what i saw right i don't know well, I, hope it, I hope it doesn't go down there with the top one too And then then my number five, who I switched these around, but my number five is Bill Murray. I saw Bill Murray there, and I was like, "Here's my." I'll I'll explain as I go, but that's a great pick. I mean, can't. That was another one that was just kind of that was kind of like in the younger years, so Mm -hmm. I don't remember a lot of the show, but his afterwards, you know, like stripes. And Caddyshack, you know, and of course the Chai, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so that guy's that guy's awesome. Yeah. All right, my number four is Chris Farley. Do you have a posthumous person, obviously, on your list now? I know you do. I do as well. Do you have anyone that's dead on your list? 
That is what? Dead. Yes. I have two yeah. on my list. Okay, so it's even better. I like it. So, well, I'm not saying I like it, but they're dead. But I'm just, <laughs> so, you're dead to me. You want anything I want to say about it? It was probably more impressive his size of what he was doing. I mean, the Chippendale dancer skit was probably his most famous one besides living in a van down by the river. I tell you what, I watched when Adam Sandler did that tribute to him and they finally put it out on, and people were sharing on Facebook and I saw it the first time. I cried the first time. I yeah. cry, cry, cry hard, but I teared up watching it oh, the first yeah. time. Yeah. Just because I was like, there's something about someone like that that it's so funny and such a bright star and then it burns out the way it is. I mean, Rob Williams is another great example of something like that. And it's just like, it's just kind of sad, you know. He he was the one guy, like all these celebrities, it's like, all right, how are they any different than anybody else that dies, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you didn't even know the guy, right? Yeah. But you're right. That was one of those guys that was just like, man, that guy, that one actually hit me. Yeah. You know? And I think you're right. He felt so like, layman like just like a never like just a regular dude yeah like you could have walked into the latitudes and you would have sat there drinking and you would have yeah. been like not even surprised by it just you know right um number four for me phil Hartman. so there's my dead person it's my number three so. okay well that's good uh another with hate along with hater it's probably super underrated what? so um and i think of course i think it's death probably had a lot to do with that so um yeah super good yes a lot of everyone in mine list as much as I like like Steve Martin was another example Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, all those guys I really didn't watch them on Saturday Night Live I've seen, right. gone back and I've Steve watched Martin them Steve Martin was never a cast member well but you know what I mean, like right. all these people that are on I don't I just, I didn't watch them so I went with who I watched and really more importantly now for lack of a better term if I'm watching it and I see that they're hosting it I will tune in and watch it which I think is a great example yeah. of really how much you yeah. like them. So, number four. My number four is Adam Sandler. Solid One of the funniest skits that he did on Saturday Night Live was the Denise show. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. With Shannon Dordery. Yeah. <laughs> he stalked her. <laughs> you know, but like the Hanukkah song, you know, and then just that, what he's done afterwards. Yeah. Just watch Happy Gilmore the other day. Billy Madison. I mean, just Waterboy. They're all good. What, I mean, it's just, it's just my kind of humor. You know? Yeah. But. Sandler's got me. Is Sandler on your list? No. Interesting. I like it, though. I like that they're different. Yeah. So number three was Phil Herman. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Number three for me was Adam Sandler. So we could keep. I mean, um, the, you want to say anything about Phil really quick? Other than his Frankenstein skit, which is probably one of the best ones. What? His Frankenstein. That or the Olympic lifter who ripped his arms off. Frozen caveman lawyer was really good. Frozen caveman lawyer. I forgot about that. He did a lot on that show. It was. Yeah, I would. It'd be interesting. I would. Since Sandler's my third, I would like to probably run it. I bet Sandler's the most successful out of everyone on there because he's got his own movie company, production company. That's true. So I gotta believe if he ran up the numbers, I'm sure he's he's probably the most successful person, which is my number three. Pretty close. I'm saying financial wise, 
Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just, he'd be up there in the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. My number three is Jimmy Fallon. Big. And my favorite skits were always the ones that he did with, with Timberlake. Yeah. Those two together are gold, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and then that, the fact that they've carried it over onto all these other uh, things. Shows and, yeah. My favorite thing about Justin and Jimmy is they actually seem like they actually are really friends in real life, right. which I kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Well, my number two is Eddie Murphy. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, Gumby. Gumby yeah, Dennis. Gumby was good. Well, I already know that you and I have the same number one. And he pretty much saved us in all. Yeah. That's, and he came on when he was 19 years old. Which they, they said that very much, that he saved Saturday Night Live at that point. So my number two, Tina Fey. It's a good one. Yeah. And I think, like, when you really step back and think about it, like, the fact that she wrote so much and then just everything that she's done. And if there was any doubt, was it was, I think it was last year or two years ago when she ate that cake <laughs> on the news. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Virginia yeah. yeah. The, the cake, her, when she ate that cake, it just automatically took her and just moved up to like, just jumped right up there. So it was perfect. So, yeah. My number two is Will Ferrell. So now I'm interested in who your number one is. So <laughs> he, that, that guy. I mean, it's actually, my one and two are like one A and one, you know, one yeah. B. It's interchangeable. But like, I, I just was thinking, you know, like when he did George W. and mm-hmm. you know, just the Harry Carey. If you guys remember that one. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, that guy is just. He's on fire. He auditioned with that. Harry Carey. That was one of his audition things that he used to try to get in and Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, he's been in a lot of good movies, too. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, just... And he one. would be number two. I mean, when you think of top moneymakers with Funny or Die, God dang, he's got he's, to he's gotta be up there, too. Yeah. He's got to have a lot of cool Top movies. three. Yeah. I could. I think you could make the argument. He probably makes more money off Funny or Die than he does probably movies now. So, right, probably. Yeah. Well, he's my number one. Yeah, I mean, he's my number one too. So, the Cowbell, the yeah. Devil, and he was the Devil with Garth Brooks playing the guitar. Such an amazing skit. <laughs> what about Celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah his Trebek. His Trebek was amazing. Yeah. His Georgia W was even better. Yep. When he would say frequent cat naps, I still like I just like <laughs> absolutely love that. And then um and then afterwards, I mean he's just been gold. Right. He put Stratus. Yeah, I just put I drive it Dodge Stratus. I mean we still do that as well. <laughs> so um Brandon went to Dodge Stratus for a little while and I did. That was really we, we beat the snot out of that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> So my number one is Chris Farley. Solid pick. Just, I mean, like I said, <clears throat> him and Farrell are one A and one B to me in mm-hmm. my book. You know, off of that show, just talented guys, funny guys, just do whatever, and it's dumb, but it's funny, and to me, it's mindless, and that's what it's all about when you want to laugh about something. You know, Farley was crazy. 
It was crazy. In the best way possible. And, you know, I think, wow. What about, you know, dub bears? Yeah. yeah. You just forget some of the stuff like, I mean, Farley and Sandler were in that weird. I mean, they carried that whole in spade, that whole teamwork. Because, you know, you know, SNL for the past five, ten years has been decent. They went through that little lull there. Yeah, they usually yeah, yeah they peak and valley, and they and then it kind of resurrected itself a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, man, alive. There was <clears throat> there's been some good stuff there. That's for certain. Yes, there is. Uh, the they just wrap up the season. I don't know. I really haven't watched Saturday Night in years. I think they just got done wrapping up the season, and I think it was Sudeikis that was hosted the the um, episode. Not a positive. I'm not sure. So, but yeah, that's what I got. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a great top five. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly excited. It's not. We've been struggling on top fives. It seems like I mean the people have come up with them are been good, but we I knew the minute you said that I got excited, and I know if I get excited, Brad would get excited. Right. So. I was, I was happy good. with this one. I think the only thing better would be like Michigan basketball players, which I don't know if we've actually done just the Michigan basketball player kind of live. It's a one. What do you think, Well, all right. Just, I'm poking the bear. There you are. He did. He liked it. Literally. Oh, Mateen. Oh, Mateen should have his own segment on this pod. <laughs> How he brought down Michigan basketball. Oh, man, I could go on and on about him. So, well, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap it up. All right. Brett has done an official job of frazzling Brad here, so we'll wrap it out. And Mateen Cleaves could have touched your soul. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. No, I'm not really. No, you shouldn't be. That's good. Um, What are you doing this weekend, Brad? Um, well, I have something going on Thursday, but I'm going to keep it a secret for now. Ooh, Some people know. I like it. Uh, Are you going on a date, Brad? No, I'm not. Dang it. I have a meeting for something. Oh. Burr, 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 burr. I like that. Other than that, I don't know. I might try to rake my backyard or get some of it done. Or I'll just be lazy and we'll see. I like it. I need to go for a run. It rained this morning and it didn't end well. It didn't end well? What happened? Ended up steps. Oh. <laughs> now, if you wouldn't have ran and just wouldn't have gone up steps, would you have been fine? Or would you still struggle? Yeah, I still would have struggled. Okay, well, so then I guess. That basketball really did me in. So. I think the running would have done me in anyway. But. I'm sorry to hear that. <clears throat> did you get the clear, by the way? Yeah. They told me. Just longer strides. Run faster. Run faster. What would running faster do? It improves my form, actually. Yeah. So, but I think it was the lateral movement in basketball and trying to shoot a jump shot really put me back in a bad spot. But, so, I don't know what to do now. Fair enough. Guess I just keep running. And, yeah. I mean, I felt good running. It's just steps. It's too bad. What are you doing this weekend, my friend? Um, I got to work Saturday. And then there's not really any other plans. Probably just hang out Sunday. And Now, when you work that 24-hour cycle, do you 
like come home and then sleep or unless I've literally been up the whole 24 hours I don't ever come home and sleep because it just screws me up yeah and I feel like I'm wasting my time so I mean when I had when I what I used to call daddy daycare Mm -hmm. um you know Robin be at work at school during the day I come home through the week and then I'd watch the kids I'd always fall asleep in the morning, but now that they're up and away, everybody's gone at school. Usually when I'm home, come home in the morning, I, I just get right at it because otherwise I'll just sit there and I'll drink coffee and watch like Colic and Wingo <laughs> for like three hours. Yeah. And then I'll, it'll, then before I know it, it's 11 o'clock. So I, I try not to. Sometimes you need it. You do. Yeah. You do. And I, and I mean, that's evident because Every night, everybody goes to bed. I'm gonna watch a little bit of TV. Ten minutes, I'm sleeping. Yeah. So, but yeah, be probably just be a chill day. Sundays usually chill days. Sunday is hopefully a yard day for us if the weather cooperates. And um, Long Lake Long Lake Light Festival is this weekend, along with um, it's called Sam's Gift. So it was a girl that passed away that worked at the bowling alley. They're doing a fundraiser for her. So I'll be there to doing that and that. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything Friday or Thursday. So it's kind of a light week, but it's end of the month. So I try to always not do a lot. So that'll be it. Just this weekend and boom. And then, of course, May's crazy. So I forgot roller derby's Saturday. But it is. There's a lot going on this Saturday in town. And I get to work the scoreboard. <clears throat> oh, so you are officially in. Yes. Yes. So if you want to go see Brad, run. Oh, we got. I gotta get that out. We gotta post that before it's too late. Well, they, Chrissy told me she used butterbeer. Oh, okay. Butter All right, that works. That's funny. All right. Well, so yeah, go see Brad or support the Prolor girls. And then, more of them than me. And there was another something else that was going on too this weekend. I was like, man, alive. There's like a game night at the theater. Too. Yes, that's what it is. So there's game night at the theater, or there's a roller derby, there's a long less hustle fundraiser. So there's all three of those things going on all in the same night. It's Sam's thing. Too. Sam's thing is from 12 to 5. It's at the bowling alley. So if you want to come down, they do a whole bunch of, they, they do um, sound auction, they do a Chinese raffle, and then you can bowl. And if you bowl, they you can win prizes. And then um, I did, and because I know there's people that like it. If you want a 45th parallel canvas that I, that I did that picture, there's one there, and that one I think is going to go cheap there. The Longley Ice Festival will not go cheap because there are people there that have money and they want it. So that one's I'm guessing going to be outlandish. But I snuck one in here, and I think, and I put one for the Boys and Girls Club too. And here would be my date for that. But that's always a way in. So we'll talk about that as it gets closer. And you're selling postcards now. Oh yeah, I sell postcards. That very cool. Yeah, I think um, you know Griffin pushed me out of all the things I did or done. Griffin pushed me hardest on that. He said because there's just and I talked to Ed at Allegra who printed them. It's like you wouldn't be surprised how there is nothing like this. Like we just don't have anything that he goes all the pictures of Alpina that look like they could be taken anywhere. Like right. you don't know whether it's Charlotte Wojtkowski or. You know, yeah. St. Joe, it's all, they all look alike. He's like, so, but he goes, what you've done is you've taken five or six pictures and you've made like 
the people in Alpena know that they're from Alpena. Right. Or when they visit, he's like, yeah, he's like, my one idiot. He goes, it's perfect. So, yeah. It's a small, small batch order. Where This is simply a testament because I told Griff I didn't want to wrap up a lot of money. You could appreciate this because I know you started from scratch. I didn't want to put a lot into it and, you know, just, and I'm getting, but I don't know. It's kind of taking a life of its own. So, and Griff's pushing me to try to sell them a couple other places. And I think I just want to keep it there for now and see how it goes. Yeah. You know, I mean, not saying that like the sanctuary or the museum hasn't supported me because Lord knows the museum, especially Chris has always done a lot of nice things for me, but um, Griffin by far has done the most band on the drum for me that anyone has. So if it brings in an extra customer to Griffin, as you know, because um, I'm all about that. Right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else. I'm probably going to enter some review at the loft. Oh, we had the fish mural painting last weekend. So I taped that. We're making a little promo video for that. So Wednesday, I'll be interviewing a couple people in the town. And then I got I interviewed Tony. We'll put that together because the fish installation is the 20th. And then they'll do the wall blessing 21st of July or something like that. So. Sounds good. And as that gets closer, I'm sure Justin will say something or we'll do something with him. So Tony's going to be on the pod, which I just said earlier. That's going to be amazing because he's crazy. Like, I don't know. If I can get Ken Gamble's dad and Tony, we're going to be. And then Eric Mashinsky once school's over. Easy E. Look forward to that one. He's breaking our heart right now. He doesn't even know it. Each time he waits a little bit longer, he breaks our heart a little bit more. Right. I think we'll try to sneak Brady on. Because Brady would be a good one to have on. So, And then I was talking to Matt. My goal is to get that whole team on the pod. He goes, you're going to be able to do everyone but Rondo. He goes, yeah. That was he knows where he's at? No, he goes, Rondo just does not care. No. Probably wants nothing to do with it. And I was like, well, you never know. But um, I've been really need to reach out to Nate. Because Barton would be a good one with all his minor league <clears throat> baseball stuff. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So you say basketball Thursday. That's what he told me. He's teaching the little kids some stuff. Right? That was good. Yeah. Well, Brett, thank you very much for coming on, and thank you for all that you do for our community. You are a true ambassador, one of the better people that make it Alpine so awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I guess that's it, and then we'll see you guys next week. Right. See you.